Hi there, welcome to a very special episode of Around the Emirates with Sarah. I'm here with an extremely interesting guest. Hi, Deidre. Hi there, how are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to my viewers about a really important issue or topic of our society, which is raising awareness for autism. So I understand that you are a screenwriter and you've also developed a short film called Lemonade to raise awareness for autism. Why don't you tell me a bit more about that? Well, yes, uh, I have done this documentary. It's a short documentary that I worked on a few years back called Lemonade. And first, I should probably tell you about the title. You know, it's based on the American expression, when life hands you lemons, you make Uh. lemonade. So in case you didn't understand that, <laughs> now we all so get it. Get, getting that out of the way straight off, <laughs> you know, um, because that's what it feels like to a lot of people who have um, an autistic individual in the family. Um, mm-hmm. It can feel like life is really handed you a raw deal. And, you know, some people will, you know, go, go into a lot of that self-pity and ask, you know, why me? Why, why did this happen to one of my children? You know, but I mean, the, 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 the film was about, you know, really putting to rest some of that feeling, you know, that it's not all bad, you know, I mean, we can, there are ways that you can turn it around, you know, Mm -hmm. and make something positive out of it, you know, and you can experience the kind of uh, satisfaction and love, you know, and, you know, a feeling that you're doing something good for someone that, you know, that you've never experienced in your life. I mean, it can be a profound experience to raise someone with autism. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, I just wanted to, you know, give some advice to people who might find themselves with a person at home, an adult at home, you know, that they don't really know what to do with at this point, you know, because, you know, you know, younger people with autism have it a lot better now. I mean, let's face Uh it, it's working. Autism awareness, the push is working and the younger ones have benefited a lot from that, you know, for more centers, of course, more is needed. Mm -hmm. Even the centers we have have waiting lists. So, I mean, with the growing numbers of autistic people being diagnosed all the time, Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, when you, when you think about it, that's just, it's frightening, you know, how much we need there because, um, there's, there's, you know, consensus now that one in 40 boys worldwide, you know, are diagnosed with autism now. Wow. One in 40. I mean, yeah. And one That's in so much 55 more children popular than I thought are common. It's incredibly common. I mean, more than cancer, AIDS and, and uh, diabetes combined. Wow. Okay. So you're, so, so what you wanted to do is you have a family member who is autistic and you wanted to use this short documentary to raise awareness, explain to people like what you can do to help and how it's actually not that, like, it's not something that's bad. We should turn it into something that's good and how we can benefit from this and teach others to do the same. Yes, exactly. I think it's, you know, it's re- really important to know that it's not the end of the world. I mean, there's mm-hmm. some benefits that you can get out of this personally. Like, for example, I never knew how patient I was capable of being until I had Ibrahim. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> then I really learned how much patience I'm truly capable of. <laughs> I never knew. <laughs> I never knew how much love I was capable of giving until oh. I had Avery. Yes. Do you mind taking me kind uh, of a bit through that process of like how you found out when he was diagnosed, just like a little bit of like a brief on that? Sure. Absolutely. Well, he was about a year and a half, 18 months. And, Uh you know, we had gone through his vaccinations normally. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not an anti-vaxxer before people start. I hate that they're using that term nowadays, you know, anti-vaxxer. It's not that. It's just that there is a correlation between the time one would have the MMR injection and what you know, or at least at that time, because at that time it was at 18 months, you know, Mm -hmm. one would be expected to have that vaccination. And it's either that, or it was just around that time that one saw, you know, the symptoms of autism come to, to light, you know, in your child, because he was completely fine before that he was talking Uh and making eye contact and hitting his developmental milestones normally. Uh But once he actually, you know, he reached that point, something changed, you know, after that something shifted and um, it could be, I mean, research suggests that there's a genetic sort of seed that one may be born with, you know, Uh to, um, autistic or have sensory disorders, you know, and later in life, but there's an external trigger of some kind that just sets it off. And then it Uh just sort of rose, you know, from that point onward. So I just felt like that's, well, that was the marker, you know, that started Ibrahim's, you know, journey into autism. And it was, it was devastating. It was like someone had taken away the child that I had and given me another child. Uh And it was just, I felt helpless. I felt completely helpless. Like there was nothing I could do about this. He was spiraling down, you know, his, everything about him was just falling apart and there was nothing I could do to stop it. Um, so, you know, we, there's a point, there's a lot to go through an acceptance of the child you have. And I talk to parents a lot about, you know, um, especially parents of older autistic people, because mm-hmm. they tend to not really know how to handle psychologically the idea that you're going to have this person who needs help for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. But if once you actually reach that point, you know, that you've, you've mourned the child that you thought you were going to have, and you've accepted the child that you actually do have, you can get on with actually helping this person. You know, you can get past your own feelings about it and do something positive for them, you know, rather than just reveling in your own, you know, your own heartbreak about it. Because I mean, truthfully, I do you know, not to try to be harsh or anything, but that doesn't help anybody, you know, yeah. at least of all the child that doesn't help them at all. What helps them is to have a plan, you know, and say, okay, well, well, I, I like to refer to the alcoholics prayer, you know, because not that I'm an alcoholic or I've, I even drink at all. I mean, <laughs> I could kind they of do tell. have the most wonderful <laughs> AA prayer, you know, that God give me the, seren- the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the power to change what I can and the wisdom to know the difference, you know, and wow. God help 
that really applies to having a child with special needs. You know, mm-hmm. you really need to focus your energy into what you actually can do rather than focusing your energy on what can't be changed. It's actually you know? really interesting how the way that you phrase that. Like, I love the way that like the words that you use, like you need to mourn for what your child, like, you know, what you knew of your child and to move on with the considerations of like, you know what, this is the person my child is going to grow up to be. And let's yeah. see how we can work with this. Let's see what we can do that will make this the easiest and most um, kind of uplifting journey for everyone as much as possible. I love how you, I love like that, that positive mindset, because that's so important to apply in, in all aspects of her life. I mean, of course, with, with having a, a, like a, ch- or a family member or a child or an adult who has autism, it's important to remember that at the end of the day, you are still family. This is still, this is still somebody that you love. That's your flesh and blood. So it's always like, you know what? It doesn't matter whether it's autism or any kind of illness. We always have to be there for each other. And like you said, put a plan in place. Like, I think what I love about what you said is the pragmatism in it. The fact that you're like, you know what? My feelings aside, what logistically and what kind of tangible steps can I take forward to make sure that this person is as happy as possible? So I love that. Exactly. As happy and as empowered as they can Mm -hmm. possibly be. That's what you have to really focus all your energies and efforts on. And once you manage to do that, you can actually make a difference in their lives. You know, I mean, for example, (laughs) thank you. (laughs) Well, for now we're concentrating on, for example, giving Ibrahim uh, artistic, um, um, an artistic voice, you know, now he's painting. I don't know if you've seen the, uh, I've got, you know, him, he's got an, an Instagram account now where he is wow. uh, things. Yeah. So he is a bona fide artist. Yes, ma'am. And well, there you you go. Know, probably <laughs> going to auction those at some point so he can start earning, you know, off of his, his paintings. And he loves it. I mean, it's a way for him to really express himself because verbally it's Mm. difficult for him, but when he's painting, he can really put his heart into something, you know, so that's, that's so inspiring. Relaxing. (laughs) So um, I have a question about a lemonade. So talk to me about the process of like, okay, I decided I'm going to do this. Uh, I'm going to write the script for this. We're going to do this video. Here's who's going to, cause I've, so I've seen, obviously I watched the video and um, I noticed you have like several individuals in the video. So it's not just family, but it's like different people that also help Ibrahim. So tell me about that journey. Okay, well, you know, after Ibrahim, um, you know, we had we had carers already in place for Ibrahim, so they were obviously going to be part of the film, and mm-hmm. they were really anxious to to do so because they they were part of the journey to his improvement. I mean, mm-hmm. once he had been sort of booted out of the school that he used to go to, you know, here. Um, yeah, well, they reached a point at 19 years old that he we. They just said, well, you know, we've done all we can. And is, is that even like allowed? Do. Huh? Is that allowed? Sorry? Like, can they just be like, yeah, sorry, nothing else we can do, like figure something out? Evidently they can because that oh, God, is that's exactly so sad. what they I'm did. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what triggered it all, honestly, because we were left in the lurch. And we wondered, what can we do now? Because, I mean, he's going to be home. And, 
you know, um, he still needed to have a purpose for getting up in the morning and doing something. And we, we started, we started by finding the Althika club, you know, here in Sharjah uh, uh, for special needs. And it was, Mm -hmm. it's an amazing place. Of course, since COVID started, they haven't had a chance to even open Mm -hmm. um, for two years, but at the time the film was made, he was going there every day and it was amazing. He could do exercises and he could do some swimming and has some sense of community and everything. But I heard his care, his care told me one day, he said, you know, Deidre, I felt so sorry for one boy. He said that, um, uh, the one of the more verbal boys, he said, I get up in the morning, I eat breakfast. I sit and watch TV. I come here and then I go home. I have dinner. I go to bed and I wake up and I do it again. And that's it. That's my life. Uh And, you know, it was so sad because that's all he had to look forward to Uh every day, you know, and I did not want Ibrahim to end up like that. So we, I sat with my carers and I made up basically an IEP an individualized educational program for him so that he would have all the benefits of school, but at home, Uh (laughs) you know, so we would have arts and crafts, we would have math, we would have reading, we would have, you know, movie time, we would have, you know, outside playtime, basketball, field trips, everything, the whole thing, you know, so he has a busy sort of organized schedule all day, every day. Mm -hmm. And because it was working so well, I wanted people to see it, you know, Mm -hmm. because I thought, maybe it would be a model, you know, for people to go after. Yeah, of course. And, you know, everybody was just so happy to be a part of it. I mean, it, you know, it was a very special film in that, well, of course, all of the expenses were covered by me personally, Uh but everyone was so wonderfully generous with their time and their talents. Nobody even asked for any, any money or any payment for anything they did. They just, it was just me and a bunch of film students, you know, and we got it together and we did this. I mean, they did it so that they would have some work to feature, mm-hmm. you know, to show, you know, the, the filmmaking world that they can do this and uh, have a credit on their list. And they were also very inspired as they were working on it. The, all the girls, all females, all female Emirati uh, production oh, really? staff and yeah they filmed it edited the whole thing wow. all female Marathi ladies they were amazing just amazing I couldn't have done it without them and you know they they all know how grateful I am you know for everything that they I did I can for imagine that's so, beautiful, that's, that's beautiful. And they put their all into it they really did you know, and I hope that, you know, having that credit is helping them today, no matter what they're doing. <laughs> I'm sure it is. I'm, I mean, even if not, they get some really good points with, you know, God. So like, that's. Yes, that absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that's even they were saying that, you know, while they were doing the film, like, this isn't just a film, it's good deeds, yeah, you know, really we're working on it. <laughs> well, right. that's one way, that's one way to impress God for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but uh no no that that's incredible I'm so glad that it was such an enjoyable process for you I feel like it I mean for me personally like when when like for for those of you who are watching this and haven't seen the video I'll show you where to find it it should be on um uh Deidre's uh Facebook page there's an Instagram page as well the video is on YouTube so have a look at it 
Uh, but essentially, um, the first couple of uh, minutes is just the statistics, right? Like the main facts. And that like exactly. automatically grabbed my attention. I was like, whoa, I already did not know X, Y, Z. And now it makes me want to learn more, which I thought was like super smart of you to like put that at the very beginning to like really make your point, you know, before going thank into you. the details. Oh, thank you so much. No, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I honestly, I, like from the bottom of my heart, I cannot tell you how inspiring it is to talk to someone like, you know, who's, who's experienced it firsthand and you're so positive and you're, you know, you're, you're a mother, but you're also like a wife and you're, you know, you have like, you have all these achievements and you're like, you find a reason to continue to be inspired every day. And it's just, it's amazing to have, like, to see someone like that, who's like so motivational and just be like, wow, like, if she can get through all of this, like, you know, I can get through anything basically. Um, but that's incredible. So um, my next question for you is what do you uh, believe is the biggest obstacle that you've witnessed so far and how have you, or how are you overcoming it? Uh, in terms of Ibrahim's autism of dealing with that? Yeah. Uh, right. Well, I mean, there are certain behavioral considerations that he's, you know, he does still have some mm -hmm. problem behaviors that we have no idea how to solve, but we don't get, we're not giving up. We're still working on it. We're still trying whatever we can find. And it's always a matter of doing your research and finding out if there are other parents who have tried certain behavioral control methods or, you know, reward, not, I don't want to say punishment, but, you know, withholding rewards or giving rewards, you know, basically ABA therapy, you know, applied behavioral analysis mm -hmm. principles you know, to Ibrahim's program every day so that we can sort of, you know, push him towards, you know, making the right choices. Mm -hmm. um, now, also his speaking, you know, is still a little slow. I mean, we're, we've been using a program called the Gemini Systems and every day he watches a series of videos to stimulate his verbal abilities. And that's been just doing amazing things. And it's also wow. revealed a lot to us that uh, Ibrahim literally understands everything we say. I mean, you think that they don't understand. And that's one piece of advice I can give to parents right now. Do not ever believe that they don't understand you because they do, mm -hmm. even if they're not looking you in the eye, even if they, they seem like they're off in their own world, they're hearing you <laughs> and they're absorbing wow. it, you know, because he shows there, there's a series of tests on every level, receptive mm -hmm. language and expressive language, receptive mm -hmm. language is the understanding of the language of course right and ibrahim mashallah perfect score all the way through wow that's literal incredible i wouldn't have known that that was even possible I, I don't know much about autism but i don't i guess i didn't expect it to be like that high yeah you do have to be careful what you say in front of them because they are hearing you know, and they're understanding everything even if they look like they're in their own world uh, but expressive language has been a lot harder for him mm -hmm. to develop. And I don't know if I'm correct in saying this, but it seems like he's afraid of the sound of his own voice for some reason. Like oh, really? he's so shy. He's so like painfully shy to speak out loud, you know, that yeah. and the expressive tests, sometimes it's like he's even just pushing the word out of his mouth. Mm. And that's just, you know, we're 
trying to give him the reassurance, you know, like it's your, your voice is great. I love hearing your voice. Come Aww. on, try to say that more, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, like it's such a treat for me to hear you talk. Come on, do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm but, him talk. you can talk to me anytime that's so cute absolutely I mean just to hear his voice is like such magic you know oh, to me so sweet I think actually that is one of the advantages of you know raising someone with autism is that you go through so long having nothing really wonderful happen that when they actually do something and you see that they learn something new or yeah so all the work is worth it it's like a miracle mm. you know you literally feel like you're watching a miracle happen so that actually is a good thing oh God, that's so sweet <laughs> um but i wanted to ask you obviously beyond lemonade i know that you're doing a few other things to try to raise awareness for autism and make sure that people understand yes. what it means, what it is, how you can deal with it. So tell me about other ways that people can help to kind of contribute and engage. Well, um, you know, I have to say the film has gone very, very far. I mean, way beyond my, my expectations. It, Dubai government actually had a viewing of the film and, you know, for all mental health professionals in the region, and they came together for a think tank called We Are, uh, My Name is Ibrahim, was the think tank. Oh and uh, yes, based on that, they actually have, and all their talks there, there's going to be a series of, at some point, there's going to be much more of a golden standard, you know, issued for, you know, physicians in the country, you know, to diagnose, mm -hmm. you know, um, people with autism and, and, you know, and sensory disorders. So that's, that's really, that's, that just really made me happy, you know, that it actually did something. It made a difference. <laughs> and um, the staff of Emirates Airline, you know, also wanted to see it. Uh, there was also uh, Etihad Airline as well, wow. you know, had a viewing of it. So it's gone to many schools and, you know, institutions and, you know, it's, it's there on YouTube. So mm -hmm. also anybody wishing to spread, you know, the, the autism awareness and, you know, really get an idea of what you're dealing with and ra raising someone with an adult, you know, with the, with the uh, condition, you know, put on the movie, send it out, spread it around, you know, and also I have a Facebook page uh, called Lemonade the Film as well. So join that, that way there's a place to talk about issues in raising someone with autism, maybe, you know, ask questions, mm -hmm. you know, get into groups. There's also a lot of other groups on Facebook as well, like parents of children on the spectrum and that sort of thing. I mean, there's, there's literally, you know, dozens of them so that yeah. I find them incredibly helpful for, for, you know, people who just want to ask a general question, they can just put it out there. And before you know it, like someone's you know, answered hundreds you. of parents just chime in, you know, their answers. Wow. So what a community. That's, that's incredible. Incredibly helpful. Yeah. The so social media is really getting better. You know, and that's one social media doesn't have a heck of a lot of advantages, but there's, that is definitely <laughs> one of them is that you can sort of 
put a question out into the ether, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and have 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 (laughs) ethers come back like, oh my God, you know, and so much support, you know. So, and also there's, uh, you, you have to get, you know, the right medicine in place Uh for your child. I mean, if they need medicine, you know, so I think, you know, finding a good neurologist is actually priority. Number one, you know, Uh working with doctor, you know, to get the right balance of, you know, of, uh, you know, whatever the, the kid needs, you know, in terms of, I mean, it, you may not have a behavioral issue, but, but those who do about 25% of autistic people have, you know, something called rage attacks. I think I mentioned that in the movie actually. Mm-hmm. So if you are dealing with rage attacks, I think priority number one would be to get those under control. So right. look at the medical side. Once that's done, then you look at your daily carers, you know, and also autistic people need a schedule. This is Uh one reason it was very important to me to set goals for each day and a schedule because they, they take comfort in things that are the same every time. Uh One reason they like repetitive things is that it's comforting for them. It's relaxing. That's why they love the ABC so much because they don't change. It's interesting. Yes, exactly. And they like numbers. They like counting too, because it doesn't change. It's reliable. That makes a lot of sense. But yeah, math is probably one of the most reliable kind of topics because it's literally just messing around with the same set of numbers that you, you know, in different ways. That's that's crazy. So a schedule makes them feel better, you know, have a schedule every day. Also, autistic people are very visual, Uh right? So they need visual cues, you know, when something is going to change, you know, there's a lot of ways that you can do things like that. Like, you know, working with puppets, Ibrahim quite likes puppets, you know, Uh sometimes when we want to get him to, to change from one activity to another, we get the puppets to tell him. That's you know, so creative. You know, or pictures. It's like, do you want to go like outside? Let's go outside. Just yeah, go outside it's together. time to go outside in <laughs> one minute. Outside. You know? <laughs> wow, that's beautiful. I love that. I love it because it's like something fun as well. Like, you're not be like, okay, you know, it's like break time. We got to do this. Like, you're actually making it such a like enjoyable exactly. process as well. So that's great. Um, but I do want to uh, say that I've learned so much from this episode or this part of the episode. Um, I think that what you have to say about autism is extremely inspiring. You have definitely taught me what, um, or, or mentioned things that people, most people may not know about, but should know about. And, um, I really wanted to thank you for sharing your expertise and sharing your story here. It's, it's an incredibly like amazing that we were able to do this. And, um, for those of you that are watching this episode, there is actually Part two coming. Actually, this looks like a four. Part two coming next week because there's a little bit more to this surprise interview with Deidre. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. If you have any questions for Deidre, I'll be tagging her in my Instagram pages and all my social media. If you want to watch Lemonade, feel free to go to the Facebook page or even like Deidre's page on Instagram. I honestly highly encourage that you watch it. It's so incredible. And I can't wait to hear if you guys have any comments or advice for Deidre. Thank you. Bye.